Welcome to another Daily Takeaway with Bush and Richie here on Absolute Radio. Uh, we've got to be truthful with you. Um, uh, on tomorrow's live show, yep. we are offering a prize that we can't actually deliver at this stage. We can't fulfil it. In fact, we've gone one further. We've even used it in our little promo that advertises the show. Yeah. Come and do this because you can win this and we haven't even got it. Polaroid film. We're short. The Still- thing is... <laughs> Polaroid cameras are brilliant, aren't yeah. they? You must have seen... And they've been around for donkey's years. And you think, oh, well, I'll get a Polaroid and I'll put cool photos of me and the family on the fridge and yeah. do, do it in Sharpie pen where we were, you know, like Somerset t- 2008 or whatever. And then you see how much they are per photograph and you think, oh, well, hold yeah. on a second. And, and, and we, we went through a phase where if you won a prize on home time, you also won a signed Polaroid picture of Bush and I. In different poses. In different poses. Some of them, we were topless. Yeah, it, honestly, it, seriously, it looked uh, it looked like a couple of people in the Wild West drinking yeah. beers and just t- snapping some photos. But we're out, we're out of films. So if you work for uh, some kind of developing shop or uh, yeah. Snappy Snaps or something, where do you buy Polaroid film from? This is it. I don't know. I th- as well. I always feel like there's kind of like a oh, where can I get myself some more Polaroid films? That's a bit kind of like it does. All right, under <laughs> yeah. the counter. What do they? What, what do they really mean? Yeah, why, why have they used up the last roll? What would that be uh, like a, a code for? You got any Polaroid film? Got any Polaroid? A bit more Polaroid? Yeah. What's this? So we don't want to go into like a, a beaded curtain kind of alley for this. We just want one of you guys to give us a steer on what we should do. You know how to get in touch. It's home time at absoluteradio.co.uk. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So a little bonus for us. Um, you can always email us anytime. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. Do you remember yesterday on the show we were talking about cherished items that met a grisly end after my sunglasses fell off <laughs> at the Dodgems at uh, the Great Yarmouth Pleasure Beach. Uh, R.I.P. Got, uh, got mown over. Uh, well, we got an email uh, from Chris who's got an amazing story, but it was too late to be featured in yesterday's show. And uh, Chris is hanging on right now. We had to just start the show with it so good uh, chris is hanging on um, chris tell us what was the the cherished item that met the grizzly end then well i used to work in new orleans um as a vampire tour guide assistant as you do and i would dress up as a vampire and i had custom made fangs made by would you believe it a fangsmith so that's and an actual a... job is it a fangsmith Apparently, yeah, in America, you know, anything goes. Wow. And um, I had, they were made of dental acrylic, fitted to my canine perfectly, looked amazing, wore them for ages whilst, you know, regaling um, the tourists of New Orleans with tales of vampires and all sorts. And um, unfortunately, one day whilst um, having a cheeky snack, I managed to swallow one. (laughs) Wow, so you swallow one of your own fangs whilst, do you remember what you were eating at the time? Uh, jambalaya, I think. Wow, so New Orleans all the way through. I love it. I, I, yeah, I'm totally, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, I was a bit scared about it coming out. <laughs> Did it come out? <laughs> I, I can only presume so. I, I didn't check. Can I just say, my, my friend John, I can say his name, John, uh, he swallowed a bit of his brace when we were at school yeah. and his mum had to go through his poo to make sure it came out the other side. I had to do the same with a five pence coin that uh, Rocco swallowed when he was one. Uh, you... Not Rocco, Charlie. So you need confirmation of it. So you, you, you. I know somebody that swallowed the bar of their. Um, I used to have my tongue pierced, and I've heard of people swallowing the the like screw on ball before. But someone I knew swallowed the bar bit, and the doctor said that she had to sieve her her um, stuff stuff to ensure it got out and didn't perforate her intestine. You have to check that it comes out because they don't want it to be stuck in there. But you've not checked yours. You don't know whether you've still got a fang somewhere. 
It was about 20 years ago, so if it's still knocking around, then it's obviously <laughs> meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> I remember years and years and years ago, he's now nearly 18, my son Charlie swallowed a 5p. Oh, my words. And I remember he was, he was only like two or three, and the, the panic of the, the next few hours down at A&E and then sifting through nappies for 24 hours to wait for this thing to come out. It's grim. It's like a slightly less good luck Christmas cake. It's exactly that. Was that old-fashioned five? That would be an old-fashioned five. It was, no, no, no. It was, the bigger uh, ones? Thankfully, it was still the smaller Phew. ones. <laughs> and I'd said to him, don't put that anywhere near your mouth. And he just put it straight in. It's, you yeah. never forget it. The thing I find kind of weird is that, uh, you know, Chris there... She can't confirm that that fang's come out. I think you'd know. Yeah, you'd know. I think I'd, it's still in there. I'd really like to think you'd know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to forget my friend Nicholas Attell, school trip legend. You know, you get these kids, stuff happens to them, and they become a legend at school for it. Uh, fly went right into his mouth when he was drinking <laughs> a can of Coke. We were at a school trip at a service station on the way down to uh, Morwellum Quay. And uh, what a legend, got stung in the roof of the mouth. But a fly's never going to come back out, is it? Stomach acid to do for the fly, surely. He's, but it's, it's already done it, left its mark because it's stung him. <laughs> and he's already become a legend. It's a little bit like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Strike me down and be, become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Uh, Andy swallowed a crown twice. Wow. 600 pounds of dentistry as well as that discomfort. That's horrendous. Jassy has been on Twitter saying, aged about 10, I swallowed a party whistle. Minus the paper rollout bit. I sucked instead of blue. I blew. Uh, I ended up in A&E uh, as it was stuck in my throat and it whizzed every time I talked. I, th- I threw it up after about an hour and I'm still scared of them now 30 years on. Wow, what a scenario that is. Imagine that carried on into being a grown-up. No one will take you seriously in meetings. You'd get through on Britain's Got Talent though, wouldn't you? What a, what a talent. At what price? Uh, John's hanging on. Uh, <laughs> who swallowed what, John? My youngest son, David, when he was about three and a half, we're on holiday and he swallowed a Yale key while we were changing his nappy. <laughs> how, does, how does a kid uh, end up swallowing a Yale key whilst he's having his nappy changed? Oh, you'd be surprised. Keep those <laughs> nappies under lock and key, you see. Oh, there you go, special oh, box. Yeah, and then we took him to A&E and uh, they got him into X-ray. They X-rayed it. Fantastic picture, I wish I had it, of this Yale lock key in his stomach. And they said, nothing we can do, we'll wait for it to come out. And we waited for over a week and it never came out. See, it's the delicate oh. way you've said, we waited for over a week. It's what you had to be doing for over a week. That ain't I waiting, that's grim. <laughs> I, didn't like, I didn't like to mention it. Theatre of the mind on this show, isn't it? Theatre of the mind. Yeah. So, how old's your lad now, then? Forty. Forty? <laughs> so, <laughs> has he still got a key in him, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking? I think he's still got it. He's like his mum, he's fairly tight. Okay. But does he set, he must set off, like... Security alerts and stuff when he's going through going on an airport. <laughs> well, he ha- he hasn't done so far, and he's been he's just he's going away on Thursday to Cape Verde, so you never know he might. Let's wait and see on <laughs> Thursday, hey? <laughs> Good to talk yeah. to you, fella. Cheers. Rob says, listen to this. My missus at the time had a, won a hamper of food and drinks. Uh, she'd poured me a wide tumbler of vodka and cranberry mixed drink. We were watching telly with the lights off. I picked the glass up and took a mouthful, but there was a strange texture in the drink. Flicking it around with my mouth and my tongue, I thought, could be like the skin or pulp of a cranberry. On spitting it out into the glass and putting the lights on, (laughs) I saw it was a huge house spider. As big as as the tumbler was round. He didn't technically swallow it, he spat, but uh, it's fair play. Some grim, grim stories of swallowing. Uh, Sharon is is holding on, but is is switching it up. Sharon, exactly, tell us what happened. Well... My daughter always sniffed all the time. She drove me up the damn wall with it and I was forever chastising her, telling her to blow her nose and shouting at her to stop it. 
and she couldn't. She just did it constantly. And yeah, we were driving along one day in the car, and she must have been in her early twenties. And she sneezed, and we heard something ping. I'm like, what on earth was that? And we picked it up, and we both looked at each other. It's like, oh my god, this is a bead that you had when you were like ten in a jewellery set. Where on earth that been all this time? Wow. So she sneezed out a bead that might have been in her nose for ten years. A little tiny yeah. jewellery bead. Well, I can't think of anywhere else it would have been. <laughs> well, now, this is fascinating because all these people that we've spoken to over the last 40 minutes that have been saying, you know, oh, I never saw it come out. So the story about the the, the fang that's that's still, yeah. in, still there in there and all that. There's every the chance ending. that these things still are lurking in our innards. I would say, <laughs> overall, 50% of the have not come out. Yeah. They're still there as we speak. So we are relieved on behalf of your daughter that finally that bead has, has shown itself. Yeah, Katie is bead-free now. She hasn't sniffed since. <laughs> 20 years clean. She is, yeah, absolutely. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. It's home time, Absolute Radio, also the home of the Dave Berry Breakfast Show, where one in 100 returns. And this show very much has been at the forefront of trying to help you guess and win that £1,000 uh, by guessing what is inside the safe. Uh, and yesterday we came up with a fantastic idea uh, of another little helping hand to try and make you the winner of one in 100, a psychic. Uh, let's welcome to home time the fantastic mystic Sarah. Welcome to the show. Uh, Mystic Sarah, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? We are we're, very good. We're good, Sarah. Obviously, the reason we're coming to you is because this is not our specialty. So, uh, any questions come from naivety from us. But uh, uh, how how would you even start to try and identify uh, what ball is in a safe uh, in a room that you're not in? Um, well, um, I decided to write the numbers down one to a hundred and use my pendulum to see oh. if. It- identify which number it is. Tell us about your pendulum then. What's that? What's it look like? What's the kit? Okay, well, it's actually um, a cage pendulum. So I pop a crystal inside the um, pendulum and I literally uh, hold the string and it moves around. Uh, Is there anything that we can do here in the studio (coughs) that will make it easier for you, you, uh, for you, and indeed your your pendulum? I've got the safe on the on the desk next to us. I can can shake it down the microphone. Does that like uh, help the chakras in any way? Or it might do. It might do. You could get somebody to peek inside the box and tell me what the number is instead. (laughs) We tried that. There you go. Richie's shaking it for you there. So the, the, the envelope with the uh, with the number in is in there. Uh, I don't that channeled anything. Got anything going? Um, well, the pendulum's moving. Wow. And it's kind of circling eighty three. So wow. the, the pendulum has has hovered over number eighty three. Okay, well, right there. Just while we're kind of letting that process and sink in a little bit, how, how did you first know that you have mystic powers, Mystic Sarah? Um, well, from a very young age. So when I was about seven, I actually used to see what people would call spirit and spirits. Um, I didn't used to talk to them or anything like that, but I used to see them. And when I was about 17, I visited a local psychic fair. And um, the person there told me that I had these abilities. And obviously, I went and um, studied it. And here I am now. In this kind of world, do you have sort of like, uh, you know, CVs or... Um, LinkedIn or that kind of stuff, where like you, you know, you you can go back and say this is this is something that I was able to to see that you know really helped helped someone. Or um, absolutely, I am on um, almost 
every social media, uh, particularly TikTok, and I've got my own website and um, Facebook and everything. So, um, yeah, I would reach out to people there. Modern-mystic.co.uk, is that the right one? That's what I've got written down. Yeah, that's the right one. And so can you turn it on or off? Because if you if you get these visions of things and you know what things in, because obviously this is, this, is a, this is a game, a competition that's been played on the Dave Barry Breakfast Show. 83, guess it tomorrow. G- guess it tomorrow. I mean, say that is the right one and it wraps it up quite quickly. I'm sure, I don't think Dave's going to be over the moon. No. So like, if you're watching TV, how do you not get like a little flash of what happens in the end? Can you can you turn your powers on and off, Mr. Sarah? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, I don't tune into absolutely everything or everyone that I meet um, on a day-to-day basis. So, yes, I can be normal when I choose to be. So, for example, England-Australia on Wednesday morning, Women's World Cup. Should we get up and watch? (laughs) Should have to recalibrate the pendulum. Okay. um, Well, basically, I'm being told no. Um, Oh! (laughs) Okay. Okay, that's well. This good. I mean, this is. Uh, we might call you back at some point yeah. in the future for, uh, <laughs> if you know, if that's okay. Uh, well, so let's let's learn, let's not push into further into the spirit no. world here, uh, and let's just settle on this. Then your your pendulum has uh, hovered above number eighty three. You believe that to be uh, the number inside this safe that we can't crack here at uh, One Golden Square in Dave Berry's one in one hundred competition. Um, well, as far as my pendulum is concerned, it's eighty three. Lovely. Lovely. Thank you for the intel, Sarah. It's good to talk to you. All right, thank you. This is The Daily Takeaway. So, 83 tomorrow morning um, on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show. That's what you need to do. Well, this is it. Big thank you to Mystic Sarah, our resident clairvoyant. She's used her psychic pendulum to predict that the number in Dave Berry's safe there in 1 in 100 is the number 83. That's for certain. She's seen it, you know, with her ESP, which is an amazing thing. And, and we've had an overwhelming response during that song there uh, from you guys about having Mystic Sarah, the clairvoyant, on the show. So what we thought we would do, bit of a bit of a curveball, bit of a change of direction here on Home Time. It's just how we roll. We're going to dedicate the, the remainder of this five o'clock hour of the show to listener premonitions. So if uh, a little bit of a psychic fair, if you have predicted something or feel that you maybe have special psychic powers, but you've never been brave enough to put your hand up and talk about it, this is the forum to do it on Home Time It's tonight. quite a burden to have. I remember as a teenager being sat in a German GCSE class and watching some lad walk across the playground. We were all sat in silence in the classroom. Some lad walking across the playground with a, 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 a pile of Deutschheuter textbooks. Yeah. I can remember looking out the window just thinking to myself drop them. Drop them. Drop them. Drop them. Drop them. Yeah. And then suddenly he did. Oh, wow. It would have been better if you'd done it in German. I I wasn't that gifted. I dropped it after one year, like he did, the pile. But it was... I I jumped out of my skin thinking, wow, that's me just channelling that to him. Much like, you know, Sarah's channelled... The AC3 in the safe. And this is interesting because I remember years ago we used to have a uh, a snooker table, rubbish little snooker table in our in our in our house when yeah. I was a little kid in, in Trowbridge. I remember my uncle Steve came down from Crew and was there for the weekends playing snooker with him. Mm-hmm. And he used to have this phrase was a little bit of magic's needed here yeah. every time when he was doing a shot and he missed every single time. <laughs> and to this day, 
It's kind of a modern-day hex. If there's uh, someone taking a free kick or a penalty against Everton or something like that, if I use the phrase in my head, a little bit of magic's needed here, yeah. more often than not, they miss it. There you go. It's a modern hex. It's powerful stuff. You can make that German lad or d- drop exactly. his German books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can ruin people's snookering or free kicks. So, look, if you do believe that you have a psychic power or you've just predicted something, had a vision, a premonition, uh, get in touch with Home Time tonight. Uh, James says, I like to predict the first fixture for Huddersfield Town each season just for a laugh. Uh, this season, I predicted our first league match would be either Plymouth away or Leicester at home. What were our first two fixtures? Plymouth away and Leicester at home. Get out of town. It's amazing. Uh, Andrew says, I had a premonition early last week I was going to run over some sunglasses whilst on the jod- dodgems. <laughs> See what he's done there. <laughs> Cheeky. Uh, we've got Bronte on the line with a school exam-based premonition. Tell us about it, Bronte. I literally just had a dream the night before that um, this particular exam question come up Right. And I had no idea what it was because it, um, I think it was like medicine through time I did in history, GCSE, and it was about like the formation of the NHS. And um, I was like, that's one thing I have not looked at. Um, and because it came up in my dream, I thought, right, I need to cram that in the morning before the exam. Wow. So I did, and um, it came up, and I was like, Okay, I'm not going to question this. I'm also not going to mention it. And then I got a B, so I was pretty chuffed. What about that? A, a, a ghost helping you out with your GCSEs, sneaking you in a question there. That uh, was it. Was it a person that gave it to you, or just popped into your head? It, it just. It literally was just in the dream. It was a question on the paper, wow. and um, I remembered it when I woke up. So I thought, well, I'm just going to study it just on the off chance it does come up, and it did. So, Bronte, look, for something like this to happen, for this this power to come to you in a dream, to speak to you, to say, study the history of the NHS, there has to be a, a, a bigger meaning to it. Have you gone on to work in this field in any way, shape or form? Not even a bit. I, I'm very superstitious, to be fair. <laughs> um, so I do have a lot of deja vu moments. Um, and I try being an Everton against... fan, Bronte. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm rugby. I'm, I'm for, and I once bet against England, predicting Wales would win, and I won fifty quid because Wales won. <laughs> Wow, it's just a whole psychic mess going it's on with Bronte. It's incredible. Yeah, well, listen, that's amazing to speak to you, and that, that's proof, then, that these things... You wouldn't consider yourself a psychic in a million years, but you definitely have some form of a gift. And we've got another premonition for you right now. Joe's on the line. Joe, what did you see? So, um, I had a, a very adventurous cat who, unfortunately, we moved house, and two days after we moved house, he escaped during the night. Oh, dear. And we put posters out, asked everyone, of everything on Facebook, didn't hear anything. And then the last day of term, so ten and a half months later, I woke up in tears because I dreamt that he'd come home. And then I was working in the afternoon, I got a phone call from the vet. Do you own a ginger cat called Sam? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, well, he's here. And a family had handed him in. He was about to, a mile and a half, two miles up the road, and they'd handed him in, and he was fine. So in ten and a half months, all he'd done is gone one mile up the road, yet you you saw that coming? Yes, and and the evidence is, I woke up that morning and I put a post on Facebook saying, I'm really sad, I dreamt that Sam came home. 
Yeah, you've got evidence yeah. of your premonition your, and your psychic yeah. pet finding skills. Because you know, like you walk past lots of <laughs> lots of pictures on on urban streets of you know Tommy's missing or or Barry just to make a cat name yeah. up missing, lost, and all that uh-huh. kind of thing. And you wonder how many of them ever get kind of found. So you must be oh, really exactly. really chuffed that you managed to get your cat back. Oh yes, yeah. But every year that Facebook post comes up, and I remember how I can take myself back to waking up that morning and thinking he's he's not come home. Wow. Well, do, do you in any way w- would work for other people who are currently losing, have got pets that are lost, that you could mel- <laughs> help find them? Do you think I could try? I, I could, I could uh, find a new line in um, psychic, psychic pet finding. Well, uh, Mystic Sarah from earlier on has got a pendulum. All you need is, uh, you know, a, a, a weight, a bit of string and, a, and some newspaper and you're ready to go. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Time for a brand new pop-up feature that we're going to call Mind Blown, a forum for sharing great information. If you have got an amazing hack or trick, something that other people literally have to try because it's going to blow their minds, get in touch with us tonight. We'd love to hear from you. It's 8, 12, 15. That's the bar. That's the bar that we set. Is it going to blow our minds? Think about us. Is These it going to blow our minds. minds? Right, OK. So uh, hearing about this, we, we, we start... Uh, with with one of the great and the good uh, of uh, of Absolute Radio here, Mick, who's, who's who's right up top of our news organisation. He is the news. He is the news. He's he's heard about this, so he's, he's hanging on. What have you got to uh, to blow our minds, then, Mick? So what you do is you go into McDonald's, you ask for two drinks. The first drink is the espresso single. The second drink is a small vanilla milkshake. And then here's the thing: you put the espresso into the milkshake. And you stir it up, and then you have got the best drink available in McDonald's, which I'm going to call a McFlaw, uh, just because it's so good. Uh, so it's like a vanilla coffee deliciousness. That's my uh, my hack. Wow. Wow. It's a lot to unpack there, isn't it? it, I, it it's, I mean, it has blown my mind, so it fits the category. 100%. Mick, do you think, um, obviously this is your tried and tested uh, ingredients here, your recipe, do you think it would work with a McFlurry? Because then it sounds very similar to the Italian dessert dish of an affogato. I think, well, I think that is the basis of the McFlurry. But we're just we're just anglicising it. That's what we're doing. We were just we're just bringing it to these shores. Amazing. And when did you uh, first discover this? Works. Was it you you the inventor of this? Was it an accident? How did it how did it come about? No, like all good ideas, I nicked it off the internet. I saw somebody else do it, and I thought, actually, that does sound good. So I tried it, and it did, and it did taste absolutely fantastic. Well, you've brought it to the UK, like Sir Walter Raleigh and the Potato. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. And does it uh, does it aid the milkshake going up the paper straw? Yes, so you do get you get less of the what would you call it the clumpage. You know, you get the you get the. The liquidy elements, but then yeah. you get the clumpage. We'll, we'll, we'll find a word for that at some point in the, on this show. That's for sure. <laughs> and then um, you know, this is this is is it? Do you you know when you when you put the coffee into the uh, the uh, ice cream or, or whatever the milkshake? Uh, do you drop it in like you would do like a depth charge type drink if you were in a bar? <laughs> no, because you're normally doing it like in a car park from from a drive-through and you're kind of like holding the milkshake between your legs so I, I wouldn't recommend that if you can do with a if you can do it on a lab a lab table would be perfect right um you know with beakers yeah get, put it all into little uh, pots and things like that but no otherwise just be very careful taking the lid off pour it in and then put the lid back on well mick wow. certified mind's blown mind's blown mick coyle the inventor of what's it called again mick 
The McFour. Uh, the Rick, the drummer from Ash, the amazing indie band Ash, has messaged us. He's the top man. He says, if your rice gets stuck at the bottom of the pot, use a pizza cutter to easily scrape it off. I discovered this last week whilst eating rice from the pot using a pizza cutter as a spoon. I'm, I'm not it's sure about there. that. There's, that's not good for Teflon. Uh, Poncho says, if you feel uncomfortable make, making a certain purchase, get a birthday card to go with it and walk out with your head held high. I didn't know Ann Summers did birthday cards. <laughs> I'm not sure whether those two have blown my mind. It's, it's, a, it's a poor start. <laughs> yeah. It's going to get better because Joanne, listener Joanne has left us a voice note. Let's have a, li- a little listen to this. Take it away, Joanne. Um, my life hack is called the roundabout slingshot. And what you have to do is when you're coming up to a left lane, turn at a roundabout and you're stuck in traffic and you're waiting ages and ages. Instead of waiting, move over to the right-hand side and then make your way all the way around the roundabout and just proceed into the original exit that you wanted to be in in the first place. Um, thank me later. <laughs> Thank you later. <laughs> it's weird if you do voice note, you end up sounding like a claymation from <laughs> Creature Comforts. But God bless her. But that's isn't that like that's not very good. That's ill behaviour, right? Isn't it? I think it. It's against the rules of the road. I think it's against the etiquette. I'm not sure it's necessarily against the highway code. Have you done it? <laughs> Many times. Has he ever? Yeah. So <laughs> it's a good one. It's not blowing my mind because I do it. So so far we've not been. We haven't had our minds blown. Apart from the McFour. Which is basically an affogato. <laughs> I've yet to have my mind blown. All right, Ratner, ruining her own little uh, feature here. There's one for the kids. Uh, blow us, Ali. It is lighting a candle that's kind of started to go down a bit in quite a deep jar. Mm-hmm. And you light a piece of spaghetti and then use that to light the very low-down wick. No, no, no. Wow. So you don't get any of this trying to put a lighter in sideways and burning your fingers and all that kind of nonsense? No, no, no. You don't need to burn your fingers at all. Just a piece of spaghetti, light the wick, and it's clean and easy and brilliant. Let alone is this a fantastic solution. I had no idea that spaghetti was flammable. Who's been trying to light spaghetti? I've never (laughs) even thought of it. (laughs) Those things, those jars on the sides in our kitchen, what a hazard they are. Yeah, they're like little, uh, little tinder boxes. They are, they are, but you, they only burn for a short period of time, so you need to be quick with it. And Do then you can just use the same piece to relight it over and over again, man. I worry that spaghetti, when burnt, smells like her hair. Isn't burnt hair awful? Is it an all right smell, burning spaghetti? Is it like a joystick? There's a bit of a smell to it, but it's worth it. It's, it's the trade-off's there, isn't it? It's well, it. it's Absolutely. a successful story. I, I'd say officially, mind's blown. Mind blown. <laughs> Brilliant, glad I could help. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Okay, just an update on the uh, the prizes uh, and the uh, the our, our low stock of Polaroid film. Yeah, turns out we ain't got a Polaroid camera. It just gets worse and worse. This doesn't it? No. Uh, so it's, if you work for the Fuji Corporation <laughs> and you've got some Instax cartridges, <laughs> hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. You know what you need to do. 